Welcome to my podcast on everything about health. I'm your host, Becca, and here we will be discussing basic information on every topic. We will cover everything from physical health, spiritual health, and mental health. No topic is off All guest appearances welcome. This platform is to bring back the freedom of speech and allow everyone to feel their voice matters, no matter what the circumstances are. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Happy Friday. I hope everybody has had a chance to dive into the last two episodes. Two weeks ago, we went ahead and did it on the intro of why we're furthering our venture into June of hormones. And last week, we introduced hormones from head to toe. And I hope you guys were able to understand it. I did receive a few questions and feedback on it, which was great to open up dialogue between me and a few listeners. So that was even better. If you start listening and more and more questions come in, please keep sending them to me. I know I had a few people with certain medical diagnoses that have come to me in questioning of different things. And when I broke it down to them a little bit further than what their doctor did, it made more sense to them. And then things started clicking as to why their doctor said a certain topic without giving their history away. So it's nice when we can open up dialogue like that because sometimes doctors forget as much as they try to use layman terms, as much as they try to explain it to a person who isn't of a medical background, sometimes they're not using the right words or sometimes they didn't put the right analogy. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just the fact that they explain this probably 30 times a day, maybe more, and they use certain terms and they think one person gets it and another person can get it too, just doesn't click. And the patient is all like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And they walk away like that made no sense. It's okay. Lean on other areas to help you be educated, just make sure where you are leaning on certain educational topics, you are looking into the right educational topics. Don't just Google something and it pop up and you think, oh, this is the golden news. Nope, it won't be. I love to use peer review research. I love to use universities that are from medical background like John Hopkins and PubMed. So just be very careful when you're researching whatever you're looking up and make sure that whatever you're utilizing, you know what you're utilizing. So this topic is going to be more for menstrual cycles, males, if you choose to stick around right now and carry on with this to just understand your female partner more. Awesome. Males in this day and age transitioning if you want to stick around and find out more of a biological female body, by all means do so. For all the males that listen, and this is not gonna be anything about males. I just want it to be very, very clear. This is a female-based episode of the menstrual cycle. I have a lot of females that come to me asking me a lot of questions because a lot of female health concerns are based on the menstrual cycle and it can be super hard. So I'm not gonna be talking about any type of clinical issues in this episode because man, there are way too many and that is way too deep to get into. And I wanna make this very clear that every female body 
is different. So what works for one female may not work for another female. And I know there are a bunch of professionals out there that will agree to disagree with me. That's fine. However, I don't see how utilizing the same supplement for one person and then the next person has a reaction to it is going to be the same. That's wrong. That person's body is rejecting that supplement. You need to find something else for that person's body. So it really just depends. There are some females who can utilize the same supplement. It works. There's huge results. It can come in the multitude and amazing. That's awesome. Other bodies don't. So nothing is going to be picture perfect and nothing is going to look the same. Just a little PSA on that. All right. So diving into the menstrual cycle, you're going to hear a lot of the same hormones that we've discussed in last episode. And I'm going to use their acronym as well as what they are too. So that way you guys know what I'm talking about and it starts sounding the same and you start hearing the same acronyms, you start hearing the same things and you know, oh, that's right, that's that. Yeah, that's that. Because the more you hear it, the more you understand what it is because there's not a term that you can use for it that's gonna be the same or different. All right, so diving in, menstrual cycles, which a lot of women already have seen or research or know or have seen social media videos based upon, there are three phases, the follicular, the ovulatory, and the luteal. Again, no, there are not any special names. That is just the medical grade name. That is what it is. Now let's kind of, before we dive into each phase, what each phase does, how things work in a female body, and how this can be almost like an imbalance, but we won't touch too much on that. Let's first really get this clear. Menstruation starts during puberty, and then it will end with menopause, which next week we'll be going over menopause. So you can kind of see how this correlates and falls in between. Now, what I will do is when I cover menopause, it's not just going to be straight menopause topic. I will be discussing how males can be affected as they age as well, because that's important for males to understand that females don't just have the issues. It's males who can also have a hormonal imbalance where it's causing them to produce either too much estrogen, not enough testosterone, And with those levels being low, that can really hurt them on how they are able to go through life and have happiness, have sadness, have anger, have a sex drive, have no sex drive. It really will go more into detail. And this particular episode, again, sticking with just women, Next episode will be just the changes and transformation of aging through menopause and with males as well. Like I said, with females, menstruation starts in puberty and stops permanently at menopause. The cycle can be between a range of 24 to 38 days. And that is why it's not a true consistent on the dot showing up right when the clock rings and ticks to 12. 
This is why some women will get on birth control to have a more regular cycle. I have my own opinion on birth control, and I will say it's not a very good one. So let me at least put that one out. I do not feel like women need to have birth control to regulate hormones. I feel there are other ways of regulating hormones naturally that do not need birth control. And it's really hard when young teenagers are going into gynecologists with hormone imbalances and obviously the gynecologist is doing their job and they are prescribing birth control. However, like I learned and other people I know learned, when you abuse birth control and you are on it for too long, you actually hurt your hormones and you do more damage than you are doing helping and balancing hormones. That is why I am not a fan on birth control and I would much rather teens, women, anybody with a hormone imbalance to try the naturopathic medicine way first beforehand. That is my opinion, just so that way we understand and are clear on that. Now, going into normal menstrual bleeding. This is typically ranged from four to eight days. Why eight is because there can be some type of uterine shedding that will last up to seven to eight days, depending on the ovulation cycle. A normal period, and I put normal in air quotes, guys, like my fingers are doing the little bunny thing, is three to four days. Now, when they say into the eighth day, it's more like your light bleeding, spotting, maybe that brownish color of the old shedding. That is what that really is about. If you are heavily bleeding, there is a hormone imbalance. That way you kind of just understand where that's coming from. And regular blood loss can be ranged anywhere from a fifth to two and a half ounces. That isn't something you need to measure. That's not something you need to be worried about. And honestly, this is where it's like they can't truly pinpoint exactly when and how much a woman should be bleeding because it's going to look very different for every single female. All right, so let's get into each phase. So the first phase that I'll be touching base on is going to be the follicular phase, which is before the release of the egg. And I'm going to be kind of jumping around between each phase so that way you can kind of understand how each one is all technically coinciding and how it ranges from day one to 28 type of situation. So when you have the follicular phase and it begins, your levels of estrogen and progesterone are going to be low. And that's okay. You want them to be at a lower rate because they're going to raise as different things start happening in your body. As a result, the top layer of the uterus is, is thickened 
and it's going to break down and shed. And that's when the menstrual bleeding occurs. And that's why it can be anywhere from the one to eight days, depending on how thick the uterus lining is. About this time, the follicle-stimulating hormone levels, the FSH levels, like we talked about in last episode, start slightly increasing. And when I mean slightly, I don't mean like a huge spike. I really mean slightly. And that stimulates the development of several follicles in the ovaries. And and each follicle will contain an egg. So it's just kind of comparison real fast and put this on a pause, how when sperm ejaculates, there's numerous sperm, eggs will fall, but only one egg will go full cycle. And that's what we're going to kind of dive into right now. And that's why it says later in this phase, as the FSH level start to decrease, only one follicle can continue to develop. The follicle produces estrogen. So let me kind of paint a picture for everybody right now so you kind of understand what's going on because there's a lot of things happening in these eight days. So in these eight days, not only is are you menstrually bleeding, you have FSH that's slightly increasing, you have a follicle that's releasing, and then you have estrogen and progesterone just kind of traveling. They're not really high, they're just traveling, like they're just doing their thing. And now we go, and as the follicular phase starts to end, you start develop, you start going into the uh, ovulatory phase. In the ovulatory phase, now we're going to have both LH, luteinizing hormone, and FSH come together. Right in about, it's anywhere from your 12 to 16 days. We're just kind of going to give it a range of that. In that area, your LH peaks at its highest your FSH peaks at its highest, your follicle releases the egg, which is now in ovulation. And mind you, all of these eggs will will dump, but only one egg releases in ovulation. So that is normally where the pregnancy comes into play because during ovulation, the swimmer finds that one egg and boom, baby. You also have your estrogen and progesterone in the ovulatory phase starting to rise and peak during this time frame. So your estrogen is gonna be higher than your progesterone at this time. Progesterone is still rising, but estrogen is right at its peak. And then you go into your third phase, which is the luteal phase, which is after the egg is released. You still have both LH and FSH playing a role, but now because they've reached their peak in ovulation or in the ovulatory phase, now they're coming back down in the luteal phase. And the luteal phase is right between your 16 to 28 day marker before it goes back into its cycle all over again. So your luteal phase has your LH and FSH start to drop. Now remember, the egg has already been released, but you still have that follicle. So that follicle is going to close in this phase, and it's going to become become what's called corpus luteum. Again, not any other way to call it, but just 
corpus luteum. And that is if the egg is not fertilized. In this time, progesterone is starting to rise. Estrogen's coming back down a little bit. It's not like coming down to like a low range, but it's still slightly high, but not as high as progesterone. Now in this phase, progesterone's gonna be higher than estrogen. This is why when women go to do blood work on their hormone levels and they pull your estrogen, your progesterone, your testosterone, and they pull your LH and your FSH, you're gonna see underneath your levels each phase and where your level should be at because it's not the same at each phase. As I just got done describing, each phase has a low to high to peak to coming back down type of mechanism. And this is where then it goes back into its whole entire cycle again. Now, obviously, if the egg is fertilized, now we have a whole different situation happening with pregnancy. But the one to 28 days is what you guys can kind of see how the period goes. The period of the shedding of the uterus is one to eight. Introduce the ovulatory phase from days 12 to 16, highest at the 14th day when you're ovulating and you release your egg. And then from 16 to 28, now you have your luteal phase where that lining of your uterus is building back up again to shed again during the follicular phase when you're menstruating. So as you can see why when I said in the last episode, your LH, your FSH, your estrogen, your progesterone, and yes, even testosterone in women, all everything plays a role. And this is kind of where it goes hand in hand with menstruation in the three major phases. Again, like I said, I'm not gonna go into a hard detail of the imbalances and how it can cause like your PCOS, your endometriosis, um, other major menstrual issues, um, amenorrhea, things of that nature. I'm not going into detail with that. What I, my point of having this episode is to show a normal cycle and what it looks like. And one big thing as we wrap up today that I wanted to make very clear is society has made it to feel like women who are having cramps, back pain, acne, cravings, uncontrollable mood swings, hard to sleep, constipation, just things that just aren't feeling awesome in a menstruation. Society has made that to see that that's normal. That's okay. Women are the child makers. We are the child bearers. We can handle this pain. Women, ladies, teens, that is wrong. You should not be suffering through your period. That means something is imbalanced. And when you're taking the right supplements and when you're taking the right nutrition, the right hydration, the right activity, everything that fits for your body the way it's supposed to fit, you then don't have symptoms to where it's unbearable and you're hiding in your bedroom with a heating pad, a good movie, and a tub of ice cream. So please understand if your symptoms are super severe, 
that is a red flag. And please talk to your healthcare provider. Please talk to your gynecologist. Please talk to, talk to a naturopathic. However you see fit and whatever feels right and aligning to you, do it. If you need to seek out somebody with nutrition advice because you think it may be your nutrition or your activity level, please seek out whatever you need to get yourself aligned. All right, again, next week, we're going to go ahead and cover menopause as well as the imbalances in males as they age. Uh, after this episode, please send any feedback you want, ask any questions you want. You guys know I have an open door policy of coming and talking to me. It is not a bad thing. I hope you guys have the really, really amazing week. Also, before I forget, like I did on Mother's Day and my mom's, again, I'm so sorry for that. Happy Father's Day to all you dads out there. Should have said it in the beginning when the males were listening. But to all you guys out there, to everybody who has a father, wish him a happy Father's Day for me. Sending the best to everybody and all. And I can't wait to chat with you guys next week. If you like today's podcast, please make sure to subscribe and listen every Friday. Like, comment, and share so others can enjoy just like you.